In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. We're starting with this wonderful music in the spirit. Drip by drip, drop by drop, there's a fresh shore flowing, a fresh shore flowing. Drip by drip, drop by drop, there's a new wine flowing, a new wine flowing. It's coming drip by drip, drop by drop, there's a new wine flowing. New wine flowing, drip by drip, drop by drop. There's a new wine flowing, a new wine flowing. It's pouring in the air. It's pouring in the wine. It's pouring in the air. New wine, the kind that restores. Drop by drop, there's a fresh one flowing, fresh or flowing, drip by drip. Drop by drop, there's a new one flowing, a new one flowing, drip by drip. Drop by drop, there's a fresh or flowing, fresh or flowing. Good day again. It's Father Tom and Anthony, and we're here to proclaim the Word of God. We're looking at James's epistle, verse 11, chapter 4. Do not speak evil against another brother or sister. I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop there. Do not speak evil about a brother or a sister. Point to me. You point to me and you've got three points, three fingers pointing back at you. Do not speak evil in a brother or a sister. Whoever speaks evil against another or judges another speaks evil against the law and judges the law. I'm telling you, we had not gossip. That gets in the way of unity. And in unity, the Spirit of God flows. 
Do not judge. Do not talk about other people. Only to say good things about them. This is something that the Spirit teaches us. You do not gossip. And it's so easy as well. I'm talking about spiritual things. No, you're gossiping. It's simple as that. You're gossiping. And you're judging someone's heart. And you don't have a right to do that. You say, but, no, there's no but at all. You're a Billy Goat Christian. But, but, but. <laughs> Billy Goat Christian. No, you don't do it. You don't do it. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and one judge who is able to save and who is able to destroy. Yesterday we heard from the gospel that the Lord says that a bird doesn't fly and fall to the ground without the Father knowing it. And you are much more important than a flock of birds. He knows everything about you. He loves you with the greater love. He has plans for you. You have no right to judge people. You have no right even to judge yourself. We give our life to Christ. We confess our sins. And we surrender our life in the name of Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, Stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. We had Mass this morning in the chapel, and this was the reading of the day in Mass. You know, what's funny is, what we don't like in someone else, it's in us. Whatever we see in someone else that we don't like, it means we have it somewhere within us when we're at our worst, or else it wouldn't bother us so much. So God uses other people to reflect upon us our weakness. So Jesus is very clear. Stop judging so we not be judged. You know, the measure you give is the measure you receive. So when you give people mercy and love and peace, then you receive mercy, love, and peace from God. If you feel condemned by God, it's probably because you're condemning others. If you feel judged by God, it's because somewhere in your heart, you're judging others. I was doing it lately. I had to go to confession with Father and just beg the Lord to take that out of my heart. You know, a lot of us have a, criti a critical spirit where we can't even help it, where we just, it's in our heart to just kind of criticize and just like, and just look at people, except... But when we have Jesus, Jesus sees the best in everyone. And that's what we want to do. We want to see the light and the good and the grace in everyone. You know, we don't want to look at people's faults. We want to look at their goods and just speak light and life into their eyes. Jesus goes on to tell them, the apostles, Why do you notice a splinter in your brother's eye? But do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye. So it's so easy for us very often to just see what's wrong with everyone else because then we don't need to reflect on ourselves where the where the lord's saying you know anthony you have so much to work on you know you don't need to worry about you don't need to worry about this person or that person or this person just pray to me that the light of christ comes into you and you become sanctified 
and the light of Christ drives out all the darkness and all those areas in your life which are causing you to judge others. St. Paul says, say only the good things that build up people. Only the good things. It's so easy to say the good things, but you know what? Because of the flesh, we judge. Now let me talk about assessing. Somebody comes to me for spiritual direction. They can barely bear, pay their bills. They say, I'm getting a new car. I say, I don't think so. I'm not judging, I'm just assessing. You've told me that you can barely pay your bills. How can you afford the luxury of a new car? Put that on hold. Now that's not judging. That's assessing. Or if someone comes to me and they want to be a Eucharistic minister and they just came into the church, I don't think so, not yet. Assessing. I don't think so, not yet. Then make sure that they believe that this is the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not judging. That's assessing. And we need to assess you know, people come to us with their problems, and the Lord might give us the answer to their problems. And we speak it out, and light comes into their eyes. They said, I needed to hear that. That's not judging. That's speaking the Word of God. So the reading goes on to Jesus tells them, Remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove this splinter from your brother's eyes. So until we until we look upon ourselves and just see our weaknesses and live in our nothingness and know what our faults are and know the grace of God in our life, then we can't see clearly or assess or give the spirit of counsel or wisdom to other people because we're caught within ourselves. So we need to just look inwardly and ask Jesus for the grace to give us freedom and just let us see people through the eyes of Christ. You know, see them as Jesus sees them. And Jesus, he sees them in love and peace and joy. And you know, a lot of times if someone has a problem, Jesus just sees them as being afflicted. He doesn't hate them. He just loves on them even harder. You know, it's very interesting in the gospel, Jesus... He only was hard on the religious people of their time because they should have known better. But when Jesus approached sinners and, you know, the woman at the well or anyone, the more the sinner, the softer and kinder Jesus was with them because only the love of God leads people to repentance. You and I and Father Tom were called to be Jesus to everyone we come across, right? And Jesus is love. He embodies love. He speaks love. We spoke the other day about the language of heaven is the language of love. Are we speaking the language of love? Do we have the love of God within our heart? You know, Jesus habitates where his heaven is. Are we making are we making a crown of heaven within our souls for Jesus to come live inside of us? You know, we just it's also discernment. When we start getting bad thoughts about other people or critical thoughts, or when I do, I'll speak for myself, I now know these thoughts aren't from me. You know, these are, these are from my flesh or they're coming from 
They're coming from another source. So I just reject the thoughts. I just reject them. I don't meditate upon them. I just meditate on the love of Jesus and suddenly our mind becomes renewed. Say only the good things that people need to hear. St. Paul said that. He writes to Timothy, who is weak, and he says, I charge you in the presence of God to preach the word of God in season and out of season, when you feel it and when you don't. He didn't say, Timothy, you're a weak bum. No, I charge you, I commission you to speak the word of God in season and out of season. So you're feeling weak today? God is most strong when you're feeling weak. Paul encouraged Timothy, who needed encouragement. Do you need encouragement today? Well, that's what we're here for to do, to encourage you. The word encourage means to put heart into. We want to put heart into you. We want to encourage you. We want to say, listen, God has plans for you. He's got a word for you. He's got something for you today that he didn't have for you yesterday. How do I get it? Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah, we just want to be like Barnabas, sons of encouragement. Because the word of God has power. The word, it's a seed. So when Jesus speak, when we speak the word of Jesus to people, to speak the word of God to people, it embed, it makes that seed grow. So if we speak light into people, the light of Christ comes into them. If we speak love into people, the love of God falls upon them. If we, you know, a lot of times the people we want to come against the most, those are the most special people in your life. Because the people who are the hardest for us to deal with, those are the people that God put into your life as a gift, as a means for your sanctification. Hallelujah. Those are the people that God put into your life as a gift for the means of sanctification. And you know, we have an opportunity to practice her a heroic virtue. Pray for the enemies. So no, no one's really our enemies. Our enemies are flesh and blood and the spirit behind, you know, the woundedness in people. But in my life, if I'm having a hard time with someone because they're coming against me or persecuting me or just causing trouble in my life, God just says, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. And you know, it's not about being right. It's about, and what am I doing pleasing to God. It's not about whether you are right or wrong. It's about whether if you, what you are doing is pleasing to God. And you know, it took me a little while to get that revelation, but that revelation gives me freedom. So whether I'm right or wrong or being persecuted or, you know, Jesus, he promises it comes with the package and it's actually a good thing because it's a sign that you're moving you're moving in the grace of God you're moving in the glory of God because like Jesus if we share in his glory we're going to share in his sufferings we want to share in his whole life we ask God to let us be humble but we're terrified of humiliation how do you think we become humble 
everything that God has given to you, every person that God has put into your life, whether you see it as good or bad, is a gift for your soul. And this is to be divinized, to see things as God sees things. You know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So the spirit of wisdom is a powerful tool because as we see things as God sees them, Suddenly, we're no longer a victim. Suddenly, it's no longer we're on the highway in traffic. Can't see a foot in front of us feeling oppressed, stuck in between all the cars. Then we're in a helicopter looking down upon the world with Jesus. We're looking down from heaven. And we just, we see the exit plan for our, for what's going on. We see that Jesus has a plan and a purpose for whatever he's putting us through. Just try to say fiat. Next time you're feeling grieved, say fiat, fiat, fiat. Just let it be done to me, Jesus. You know, Jesus, he carried a cross. He was being crucified. He could have stopped it at any time. But he just he just submitted to his enemies. But when we submit to the people who are coming against us in that life, that level of humility will immediately shut down all the spiritual forces within them that are making them persecute us. Humility overcomes all the works of the enemy. When I have uh, a married couple and they're there because they're having a hard time and the woman says, but I'm right, I said, oh, no, because if you're right, he's wrong. You cannot say, I'm right. How do I get through it? You just talk to each other. How? I said, hold hands and talk to each other. That'll show you that you can't speak evil against your wife or against your husband. Hold hands and talk to each other. It's not being right or wrong, as Anthony said. It's being submissive to the will of God. That's what it's about, submissive to the will of God. So don't try to be right. It's, it's just pride, and it's the flesh that makes us want us to be right, but we're going to be accountable to God for every word we speak. So one day we're going to be in front of Jesus, and we're going to be accountable for all the words and all the judgments we make and all the words we speak. And we're not going to get to say, but Jesus, he said this to me, she did this to me. You know, we're going to just, we're going to just, we're going to have to just be accountable and responsible and take authority over our lives and our words. It's about authority. We need to have authority over our life, authority over our tongues, authority over the words we speak, the thought, even the thoughts we have. We can reject or like meditate on these thoughts. So it's about you just walking in your authority. Walked with Jesus walked. Jesus, he always acted out of a place of love. But when you're in a place of love, you have dominion. You have dominion. So if someone's trying to fight with you and you just respond with love and peace and detachment, you know, detachment's a very important part of this all because if our identity is in what people speak about us or if this person likes us or this person doesn't, then we're going to respond in the flesh. But when we just know whose we are and that Jesus loves us and, you know, and we're just detached from all that, we can just always respond in love. Love overcomes the world. Love overcomes the devil. Love overcomes everything. And 
It's just the biggest grace when people are not being nice to you because it's only then when you get to embody Jesus. You know, Jesus said even the tax collectors can be nice to those who are nice to them. But true Christian humility and true Christian faith is in the face of persecution, in the face of people not doing what you like, being mean to you, grieving you that then you get a love on them because only then do you get to embody Jesus. So it's a gift. Thank you, Lord, for this person who's coming against me. Thank you, Lord, for this person who's grinding on my nerves. I get a love on them as Jesus loved on those people. Praise you, God. It is not about being right. It is about being pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ and following his example. In the cross of the switchblade, Reverend Wilkinson was trying to convert the gangs. And one of the members of the gang had a knife. And he said, I'm going to kill you. And the Reverend Wilkinson said, and every drop of blood that comes from me will say, I love you. Amen. It melted him. It melted him. He wasn't afraid. He said the things that God wanted him to say. Every drop of blood will say, I love you. The guy was converted on the spot. No one had ever done that to him. And yet, it was a reality. Changed his life. The reverend meant what he said and said what he meant. He wanted only love for this person. Now, did the person deserve it? No more than I do. Don't deserve anything. I hate the word deserve. Once in a while in the office book, the Lord says, or the book says, deserve, I deserve this. No, no, I hate that word. I have been given this as a gift. This is not deserve. I do not deserve anything on my own. I need the gift of God, which is the Holy Spirit. How much do you need the Holy Spirit today so that you will respond in love? How much do you need the Holy Spirit today that you will respond in love? I need him 100%. Is it difficult to respond in love? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But that's what God wants us to do. The only thing I deserve is hell. But Jesus saved me and he saved all of us. Now we're just called to walk it out with the Lord, be saviors to others. You know, preach the gospel and use words if necessary. We preach it and we embody the gospel through our life. The reason the man wasn't scared is because the perfect love of God drives out all fear. So when you surrender yourself totally over to the Holy Spirit and even more the divine will, the will of God, then you literally have nothing to fear because it's no longer your life, but your life's in Jesus' hands. I mean, if we get martyred, that's kind of best case scenario. We're going right, we're going right to heaven and getting the crown with God. But see, like that, that's a gift. And you, we see how... We just see how everything's a gift. And the divine will 
in in being divinized and seeing things as Jesus sees them, you you have kind of detachment from your emotions, and you just are kind of almost watching life. You're in the passenger seat, and Jesus is driving, and you're just kind of you're just rolling with Jesus because you know He's going to provide for everything you need. And everything that happens to you, moment by moment, second by second, is a gift for the good of your soul. Because it's granting you humility. And it's enabling you to live the life of Christ, to fill someone with the love of God. And you're no longer a victim in any situation. You know, don't be victimized. Because no matter what, you're a victor. Even if that man was to get stabbed, he would have been a victor. Because he would have been home with Jesus with the martyr's crown for eternity. So you have nothing to fear. Don't don't worry. No one's getting martyred. But but it's just God has it all taken care of for you. He has it all taken care of for you. And you just welcome every person, every person you like, don't like, love, don't love, you know, as a gift. Because they're all just shaping your soul. Everything God sends to us shapes our soul into the image of his son. Don't judge yourself either. Speak words of love to yourself because you are loved with an everlasting love by the Lord Jesus Christ. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Say yes to God today. He's waiting for your yes. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.